What it is, what it do, gamers. This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71, coming to you with Season 1, Episode 8 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. Along with me in the digital studio is Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, otherwise known as Trader Joe. What's going on, my friend? Not much. I'm relaxing this fine, wonderful weekend, so... Indeed, indeed. And also in the digital studio, the Bay Area Terror himself, Dez, what's going on? Hey, everybody out there in internet land, welcome and thank you so much for tuning in. Awesome. So, guys, um, speaking of resting and relaxation, I had a, I just have to kick this show off real first with, uh, first off with a very special uh, personal experience. I got to spend the weekend with my, uh, Technically, they're my grand nephew and nieces, but I call them my nephew and nieces. But uh, EJ, my eldest grand nephew, and uh, Faye, my youngest grand niece, and I had an absolute freaking blast with those two kids. They, they are truly gifts from God. Um, and we didn't do we didn't do anything special. We just kind of hung around, and uh, EJ brought his laptop, and Faye brought her uh, tablet and she showed me all the free to play tablet games that she has. I probably I probably played more mobile games than any human being should uh, should should ever do but because it was her and she had thoroughly enjoyed showing me those games I had a, a boatload of fun and uh, EJ who is uh, Loves his sandbox games on uh, Steam. Showed me a lot of them on his laptop. Uh, he's also a console gamer, so I see myself doing uh, doing more double dipping on titles than I had expected to uh, this year and next. But uh, I showed him. He showed me uh, some of the games that he's been playing on PC, and I got a chance to show him games like Persona Five and. Uh, a few others on my uh, Steam account that uh, he had a very, uh, very solid interest in. So that was really cool. Um, those two, all th- well, all three of them. I didn't get a chance to hang out with my with my, the middle grandniece because she was with her mom. But uh, those two kids, those three kids, are just so fantastic. I love them to death. So a very special shout out to my nephew and niece uh you guys made my weekend it was absolutely enjoyable so with that said we have a very interesting uh discussion to kick this show off with first of all um we're going to talk about classic role-playing games and we're going to talk about games that we'd like to see remastered or uh, revisited, rather, uh, as the however word you want, whatever word you want to use for it. And uh, since I think between the three of us, I have the least amount of experience with role-playing games uh, over on a consistent basis, I'm going to open the floor to you guys. Um, and basically, this discussion is being is uh, kind of been influenced by the upcoming release i believe it's tuesday this coming tuesday as we record final fantasy 12 is coming out and uh 
that is a um, and that that is a remaster of a it's an it's an older title obviously so it's uh, the remaster of that title is coming out and uh, what game what role playing games would you guys like to see uh, remastered either from the top down or just revisited with a fresh uh, current uh, console PC coat of paint. So I'll kick this question off to you guys to start it off. I'll let you start off that, Joe, because I know you've been playing role playing games for for quite a while. You know, I, as as have I. So I'm just wondering, uh, which one would you like to see? You know, um, this this will, I mean, either with a, a a remake or a remaster or even a classic compilation. There is uh, some series that have been kind of, you know, wilting away at the vine, so to speak. Um, the biggest omission, I think, in my opinion, has to do with Sega and the uh, Shining series, specifically uh, two sets of games, uh, talking about the Shining Force series, Shining Force 1 through 3 on there. Um, Shining Force 1 and 2 were both on the Sega Genesis back in the day. It was like one of the first uh, meaningful strategy, um, uh, like grid-based uh, role-playing games. Uh, yep. And there were I just fun. <laughs> I, I beat one. both, beat one and two myself. Um, I didn't beat the second I, one, but I beat the first one. Yeah, it, you should go back and play the second one. The second one's awesome, actually. And, and uh, the third Shining Force, unfortunately, had the kind of unfortunate uh, wherewithal to be on the Sega Saturn and Sega of America. Unfortunately, uh, if you didn't know about Shining Force Three, Shining Force Three came out in three parts and unfortunately um the only three parts. only what? only part that came out in the united states and was translated into english was the first part so the fans of the series never got to see or play the game to its conclusion i know there's uh people that went ahead there's like a walkthrough online with a full translated script <laughs> you know um but um, the game has not been translated properly into English parts two and parts three uh, to this day. And I would love to see um, Sega kind of go back to that and revisit that uh, for the, just the purpose of knowing those games are just just a um, landmark classic, in my opinion. So, so. I don't know if uh, if you had any experience. I know you said you played Shining Force One, right, Desmond? Yes, and then I watched you play uh, Shining Force Three on the on the Sega. Uh, I think I think you had it, and then I, I I think I played all three of them actually. Well, that first one because I know you had it. And yeah, I, remember, I clearly remember the 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 box for it or the um that weird plastic case that the Sega games came in. Yeah, <laughs> the Sega Saturn games came in. I remember that big ass box. So um, so yeah, I remember those. Um, and yeah, I think that would be great to see sort of um to see them redone, um and sort of I mean honestly because they were you know grid based you know tactics games seeing them get a sort of you know uh what is it uh fire emblem sort of treatment yeah um, that'd be kind of cool you know, you know e- even you if know. it comes out even if it comes out on on a handheld system like yeah. you know the the DS or even the Vita you know I think I mean have a, it had longer legs on the DS let's be honest but yeah I think it would be really cool and it is deserving of a of a rebranding or, or something. Yeah, yeah. They, the 
Shining Force 1 and 2 are on Sonic Sega's Genesis collection, the compilation that's on both 360 and PS3. So if you're looking to play those two games, at least the Genesis uh, portions of the series have kind of been really representative well as far as being re-released. But uh, just that uh, Holy Grail of 3 not being uh, fully translated into English, uh, parts 2, parts 3 on there. Um, you know, because what Sega did with the Shining series afterwards uh, once it got to the PlayStation 2 era is that they did release Shining games, but it kind of went off a little bit uh, on uh, like a straight away from its roots. It's because the developers of the original one through three is this company called Camelot Software Planning. And um, them and Sega didn't exactly um, are collaborating anymore uh, regarding the Shining series. So the Shining series actually wound up uh, during the PS2 era and part of the PS3 era, kind of just kind of going off on its own beaten path on there. And then, in fact, the last few games that have come out uh, for the Shining series, at least, uh, uh, have been almost like uh, there's this one uh, artist, uh, Tony, that is um, his art design is almost in a way almost like borderline, like, you know, Senran Kagura type material, like, you know, big boobies, uh, big ass, you know, <laughs> excuse my French, but you gotta love it. Uh, yeah. So kind of strayed away from what the Shining series was. And Camelot, for whatever reason, they went on, they still develop games, but they're a small uh, um, Japanese software developer. And uh, they actually created the Golden Sun series on the Nintendo, um, the Game Boy Advance on there so they had their hands in that they also did the first hot shots golf if you could believe it or not um before the they kind of separated from sony and uh they are currently still developing stuff like uh, mario golf on the 3ds and they were just responsible for that mario uh, sports superstars that just came out uh, for 3ds as well it's just i think they deserve a little bit of love i'm thinking because they also had a couple other shining games um, there were kind of spinoffs, uh, one on the uh, Genesis called Shining in the Darkness, and then another one on the Sega Saturn, Shining the Holy Ark. And both of those games are like, oh, well, it's like top tier. I mean, if I had to write down like a top 20, top 50 games of all time, both Shining in the Darkness and Shining the Holy Ark would rank on my top 50 list on there that's how highly i like those and, and what's different between the shining force series and the shining in the darkness shining the holy ark is that, that those games are uh first person dungeon um perspective but the the combat's like all t- turn-based it's a little bit more actiony though and um both of those games are excellent they they play well uh, have a great story for both, and I enjoy playing those both. I played both of those to its completion, so so that's another series <laughs> I could probably give it my uh, highest recommendation as far as um, seeing a remaster. In fact, <laughs> I might go grab my Sonic Sega Genesis collection. Hopefully, it's on that collection and let's play Shining in the Darkness. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go out and <laughs> purchase Shining the Holy Ark because I know last time I checked, it's in the pretty pricey for a u.s version on the saturn i think it's in the hundreds of dollars so yikes 
Like that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but classic RPGs kind of rank up in value, though. That's the thing, you know. You gotta, gotta look at the, you know, your Final Fantasies and, uh, you know, your Fantasy Stars, your old school turn-based RPGs. I mean, if you go out and try to buy a complete in box like Dragon Warrior one through four on the NES, you're looking to pay a pretty penny for some of the stuff. So, you know, that's why stuff like Earthbound and Chrono Trigger are. Uh, commonly high in value as well, just because of the um, enthusiasm from role-playing games fans across the world, and you know, just the noted classics that they are, of course. So, so did you have a couple you want to kind of mention? You want to go kind of a little round robin, a little bit playoff? No, the ones that I, the one that, the one that I think needs needs to have um, a remake uh, is Breath of Fire, and and that's probably not Ooh. a shock to all of you, but. I really would have liked to have seen a really good, you know, 3D, you know, uh, Breath of Fire. I know that Capcom has kind of relegated them to mobile uh, uh, mobile games now. I guess the last couple were, were mobile games and the last full installment of Breath of Fire 6 uh, was, a, was a mobile game that was only released in Japan last year. Uh, in February, and I was just like, you know, no. <laughs> it's it's supposed to be horrible too. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm just I'm just sad about that because I know Breath of Fire Dragon Quarter was like their first foray into like a 3D world, and I enjoyed that game. You know, I, although I thought the premise was kind of crazy, like you were underground and you, you know, you had to climb to the top, and I thought that was kind of interesting. But at the same time, it just seems kind of you know, I don't know, just. It, it was just very. It, it felt very claustrophobic when all the other games were very open world and lush and and everything. I don't know. Just I, I, I really wish that Capcom would get their shit together and and you know and bring these older games back. I get it. You know, you need those new IPs. You need you know something that's gonna like. Um, grab people but i i don't know I, there, there's something to be said about older games you know and then you have and i would think with the with the with the um what are they called um what's that uh with the you know remaking remake you know genre i mean that i think some of these games are kind of ripe for that yeah you know, well those, breath those of fire gen, is yeah. Noted for having such a poor translation on the first couple games, especially two, is especially egregious on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> I loved it though. A, I know it was bad. Yeah. I know it was bad. But oh, I like, love I love those games. Uh, you can't. I, you just I can't the, talk about that like that. It's like you, you can't say that, Joe, because these games were, you know, e even in their crazy, you know, oh, messed no. up sort of way, and didn't make any sense to anybody <laughs> what some people were saying and. You know, they were really good and, and they they were charming and they were, you know, and who wants to turn into a, like, who doesn't want to turn into a dragon, you know? That's, yeah. I don't know. No, no, Breath of Fire 3 and 4 are, like, up there, like, especially 4 with that, uh, like, Middle Eastern art style is just, like, phenomenal yeah. for the original PlayStation. And I, I kind of am sad to say that I played Breath of Fire 1 and 2 extensively, but I've never really, I dabbled in 3 for like about an hour. <laughs> God. Oh, you should play it. It was really good. I know I should play it, yeah. There's a version, actually, it's on 
um, the Vita via PSP that you could actually pick up on the PlayStation Network store. And you could actually pick up uh, Breath of Fire 4 as well as a uh, PS1 Classic and be able to play it on the Vita as well. So those two games are readily accessible, at least in their original format at least. And they're worth to be it. Able. They're really worth it, especially, especially if you can get a hold of two. I mean, that's the... Oof. That's awesome. Um, um, another game that I think would really that really needs to get that kind of like uh, reshine on it, um, and I think would very much um, that would very much I think people would would love uh, would. But how? I mean, I know we're talking about stuff that's going back really, really far. And some of these games are more than just a remaster because, like, doing Breath of Fire, that's like a complete, you know, ground, you know, from the ground up, remaking everything. But, but for, as far as a game that I think would would really do well from like a last gen game would be something like, um, I think Elder Scrolls Oblivion would be really cool, um, having that done in a newer style, not newer style, but it's just, you know, with, with that kind of, everything's all up and, and everything. I think something like that would be really cool. Well, um, if I just you, finished uh, watching a, um, a let's play. Someone was playing, you know, oblivion and it got, it got my nostalgia clock all, you know, wound up and I'm like, ah, oh, I need to, I need to turn on my 360 and play, you know, oblivion. Ah, and I was just like, nah, <laughs> I was like, nah, <laughs> I didn't need to do that. I just watched this guy play it for a couple hours and then I got my fix. But, I think I think that would be kind of fun to see. Um, well, I don't know if you've heard, but uh, there was this PC Gamer article uh, about mm, a month or two ago. I read that uh, there is a group of modders uh, working on bringing Oblivion into the Skyrim engine. In fact, it's called Sky Oblivion. Yeah, you can believe uh, it. <laughs> so, I've heard about that. You know, so yeah, they they are working on actually bringing it. Uh, over and uh, they're doing it all out of the love for the game too as far as it's it's an entire mod uh, for um, Skyrim to be able to do that so so you might get your wish it's using Oblivion in the Skyrim engine yeah Yeah. which is cool you know I I think that's really kind of a cool thing to do and I was like oh you know when I heard about that that was kind of one of the reasons you know, you know, we're talking about this is is uh, people willing people are willing to put like and these people aren't getting paid for it. I mean, these are just modders who are, you know, just doing it for the love of the game, like you said. And it's like if, yeah. if you're already willing to have people do that, you know, why not, you know, just do it, you know, go back to the well. Like, I, I think another game that'd be really good was fucking like Jade Empire. Like, you know, I think that would be a great game. You know, and I know that everyone's all you know. Every every couple of months, or every maybe once or twice a year, you hear that rumbling that you know, like, oh, they're working on Jade Empire, and then just like, oh, you know, <laughs> you know. So like the original Jade Empire. Sometimes I dust that off and I play that game. You know, and it's and it's that and that game is just so funny to play nowadays. You know, it's just all the everyone's so blocky. <laughs> <laughs> The faces are uh, are not smooth at all. Oh, well, I think the problem with Jade Empire, and then they probably won't say this outright, at least as far as uh, uh, from Bioware's viewpoint, but uh, that game had a, a marketing co-deal with uh, uh, Microsoft at the time, and I know Microsoft published the game on the original Xbox. I know it came out on uh, 
PC as well, which was published by Take Two. But uh, I don't know if maybe there's something in intertwined, maybe in the uh, marketing agreement or something that was uh, done way back when when they published the game. That maybe why Electronic Arts, you know, since they bought Bioware, haven't revisited Jade Empire, even though it was such an excellent game at the time. So. I'm thinking what do you maybe mean at that's the time. It's ho- still an excellent game. How dare you? Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a game that I. That's a game that I would love to play on like a. You know, see, and, and that's the thing. It's like I hear, I hear you know Kevin talk about you know his rig and 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 his and getting Steam and 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 going back and playing all those old games. I think to myself, damn, you know, if I just had a, if I just had you know a, a good a good. You know, just just a decent gaming PC. I can go back and revisit all these classic games for like pennies. <laughs> I'm just like, damn. So I think so. Every now and then, I think about it. I think you know, I'm just, this is it. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna go and I'm just gonna get my rig and I'm just gonna go to Steam. I'm gonna download, you know, Couture. I'm gonna download uh, uh, Jade Empire. I'm gonna download all these old games and just plam. You know, just 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 a plam. <laughs> two worlds and two worlds too? No. <laughs> okay, you can get out of here, sir. Close the door on your way out, sir. <laughs> Not coming to What's wrong with you? They're, they're classics to some people, right? Oh. Some people. <laughs> uh, so what about you, Kev? What 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 uh role playing game would you like to see? You know, get the get the shiny you know, the, a, a shiny new coat of paint. Uh, well, you know, for me, I'm kind of like the odd man out in this discussion because, uh, you know, my it, RPG gaming kind of began with Intellivision's uh, Dungeons and Dragons series. And then up until PlayStation, the first PlayStation console, I it, it didn't resurface until then with uh, Final Fantasy VII. The, the reason for that is because I don't like turn-based combat and I absolutely loathe real-time strategy, you know, tactics gameplay. I, I, I just, that, that puts me to sleep. Uh, exceptions, and so because of that, you know, I missed out on all the 8-bit Nintendo, you know, RPGs that are held in such high esteem, you know, the Dragon Quest, the, and then on the 16-bit, Missed all those too. What <laughs> happened? And uh, but and I I didn't uh, kind of make those exceptions until Final Fantasy VII. But there are two outside of seven that uh, two games actually in the same series that really kind of broke that uh, that recipe for me, and that was the Valkyrie Profile series by Tri Ace. Um, like I said before, I don't like turn-based, and both of these games are turn-based, but they the spin that they take on it is, in my opinion, revolutionary, and I don't think there's been a turn-based system, with the exception of Persona 5, that has outdone that. And I know a lot of people, you know, you know, different strokes for different folks, you know, some people would, would herald... Uh, the job systems and one of the more recent Final Fantasy games is being just just awesome, and Seven still holds uh, uh, is that those mechanics are still held in high regard. But I think they all pale, with the exception of Persona Five, uh, to what Valkyrie Profile brought to the table. 
primarily because you operated in uh, you know in a group and each each person's attack or magic ability was tied to a face button and you can kind of you could kind of work in uh, it was very fighting game esque because there were some there were some uh, uh, characters that had uh, that would put an enemy in either an aerial state or a bounced state you know to go you know a bounded state rather you bounced off the ground and you could follow that up with some very impressive uh, attacks from the remaining members of your party. And I just love that. Um, both Valkyrie Profile 1 and 2 were extremely grindy. Extremely grindy. I mean, you had to, I mean, with the first one, the second more so than the first, because you had a uh, time limit on how long you could actually spend building up your characters in the first game uh, before uh, one of the one of the Valkyries came who was super OP and would come and try to kill you, you know, regardless of what it was that you were trying to do. You had to send strong warriors back to Valhalla and uh, appease Odin and keep him from sending uh, Freya, I think it was, to trying to kill you. Uh, the second one did not have that. Uh, you weren't under that under the gun so much, but it was ex- it was extremely grindy. And even though it was grindy, I was so in love with that combat system that I didn't mind, you know, going back and replaying levels and uh, just spending just just grinding to dust, you know, in uh, the the areas, in certain areas before moving on to the next uh, part of the story. It, it was just, the, you know, the stories themselves were very good, uh, but it was the combat. For me, gaming is all about mechanics and combat systems and, you know, what getting into the meat and potatoes of, what I'm able to do with the tools that the developer gives me. And I, you know, I, that's probably why my, I don't typically like to venture out too much from what I know. And I've probably missed a few things along the way, but you know, I know what I like and I, and I, I like what I know. And, you know, call me a gaming Neanderthal, if you will. But uh, at the end of the day, I like beating pe- beating things up and blowing things up and killing things. And if you give me you give me the proper mechanics uh, or uh, uh, mechanics that just grab me, uh, regardless of the genre, I'm, I'm just going to fall in love with it. And uh, the Valkyrie profile does that in spades for me. Um, it's just, it's very, it's just a very endearing uh, art role-playing game that I would love to see come back uh, with uh, with a remaster, uh, both of them. Well, I do know that you really like like the Tales games for the most part, right? Um, uh, Tales are okay. Um, I played Tales of, of uh, Vesteria, and... I put in about maybe seven hours into that, and I just stopped. And the reason I stopped is I just could not get into the characters. The, the, the characters were just leaving me high and dry. I just didn't find myself caring about them. Now, Basaria, 
I played the demo. I like the combat. I like the mechanics there. I don't know how I feel about the characters. Um, from what I know about the story, it sounds interesting. It's just, you know, like a straight up revenge story, real simple, straight to the point. I dig that. Um, so I Berseria is going to be a wait and see. I, I almost jumped on Berseria during the Steam Summer Sale, but there were some other bright and shinies that got my attention. So Berseria just kind of fell in the background. But it's going to definitely going to be a game that I will take another look at uh, when uh, things kind of calm down as far as new releases go. I say that, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at what's coming up between now and now and next year, is like, I don't even know when I'm going to be realistically be able to fit that game in. So yeah, well, you could at least buy it. I know what uh, Black Friday will probably shine pretty well with that game. I know it's uh, pretty cheap. It's getting cheaper at least. So. Mm-hmm. So it might well, the be reason, something. Well, the, the reason why I asked is because I know there, it's a series that has been going on for a very, very, very long time. And I know the, the, the first Tales game that I ever played was the one on the GameCube, Tales mm. of something or another. Symphonia. Uh, yeah, I played Tales of Symphonia. That was the first one yeah. I played. And it, and I thought, you know, there's always something about a Tales game that's kind of weird. It was, it was one of the first games that I that I played where I could not control everything that was going on. It was one of the first games that I controlled where it was. I mean, it wasn't one of the first games, but it's just one of the games that I remembered where there was no clear. You know, these guys are just going to go do their thing, and it's like, oh, okay, you know. <laughs> so, so I always thought about you know if one of those games was to get the the um, the 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 remastered treatment. I'm always trying to think like which Tales game, you know, would deserve a remaster because I, that was always the thing about the Tales games was because they seemed sort of like. Uh, they, they seemed, and you know, please don't send us angry letters, you know, to gamingvessels at gmail.com. Um, if uh, they're kind of like the, the, um, oh my god, uh, what are they? The, 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 the Musho games, uh, what were they? Dynasty, Dynasty Warriors, yeah, Dynasty Warriors. You know, one comes out every year, it's a, it kind of seems like the Tales games, kind of like they're just a series. You know, you call them the Tales games, but they have nothing to do with any of the other Tales games, you know. So it's just kind of like, you know, are, are, are there any one of those that kind of stands out as like, you know, the end-all be-all that needs to have a remaster? And, and, and I don't really know because I've only played like maybe three, uh, three Symphonia. I played uh, Zathera, Zathera or whatever. And I have to agree that that, that game was kind of hard to get into. I, I thought a lot of the controls and a lot of the um, a lot of the controls and a lot of the mechanics were very convoluted. Like it's like I have to do this and then do that and then do this to make this happen. What you know, it's just <laughs> it's very bizarre. You know, and I just oh. remembering everything. So as far as any of the Tales games, I think what um, I think the one that's noted with all the different games in the series is uh, Vesperia, the one that came out for uh, 360 uh, as being probably the high bar for the series, which, uh, you know, there's all, a lot of different, uh, obviously, Tales games. Obviously, Exilium 1 and 2 has its uh, uh, proponents as far as being uh, one of the better in the series. And then the, the latest, of course, you know, the Basaria and also, because Basaria, I believe, was a 20th anniversary joint for the Tales series, so. 
Mm-hmm. So they kind of brought back some of the uh, creators that uh, weren't on the series for a while on there. So, um, but I know the main director, he actually split off after Basaria and he's actually working on a new project now for uh, Square Enix actually. So, so that's something to kind of look forward to. So, yeah. Uh, and, and really, you know, everybody knows my love affair with Jade Empire. You know, if you've ever listened to the Gamer Husbands podcast. Yep. So that kind of goes without saying there. But uh, <clears throat> uh, I, I'm going to just kind of stick with uh, Valkyrie, the Valkyrie profile series as being the one that I would like to see because. You know, again, I, I just don't have a huge well of experience with uh, role-playing games. Uh, I'm I'm pretty much a new jack into <laughs> the genre because I've only been playing them since at least Final Fantasy VII, uh, and then after that, just periodically, just you know, whatever kind of seems to grab my attention. Uh, uh, because that that turn base just that's it, a hard sell for a brother. So, <clears throat> oh, one thing you might want to look good. at too, <laughs> Kevin is um, Triace did kind of release a pseudo sequel in the same genre or vein as Valkyrie Profile with Exist Archive. I tried um, the, I was either the demo or I either bought it and it didn't grab me. Didn't grab you, okay? Yeah. I, I, I tried that. I know the one that you're talking about. Uh, I think uh, Alberco had been playing through that, and uh, uh, shout out to him. But I either, I can't remember if I rented it or tried the demo or bought it. Uh, I had it I had it briefly, but it just did not it just did not grab my attention like I was hoping it would. Gotcha. Well, you know. Valkyrie Profile would, everyone would benefit if they do finally release a compilation of it because of the fact that it's very expensive to purchase too. So, yeah, I don't think it's available on PSN either. So, that would give you at least an option. You know, I wish it would, came out as like a PS1 uh, classic or something. I want to, I do not have my original Valkyrie Profile, but I do believe I still have my PS2 uh, Profile 2 copy. Uh, but I'm not 100% sure. I'd have to go back and look in my look in my cabinet. But I don't think I traded that back. What you might want to look for, too, because I know you're going to buy a 2DS coming up, uh, uh, is that they did release a Valkyrie profile game for the, uh, for the uh, Nintendo DS uh, about seven, eight years ago. And it actually was a, a sequel to Valkyrie Profile 2. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So. Might be something for you to look out for. It might be a little pricey. I'm talking like 20 30 bucks, but uh, it might be worth delving in. But I'll, I'll I'll pull that from the library for you if you want to borrow it or check it out. So okay. But uh, to kind of cap off my list, uh, just a couple more mentions at least as far as games in my gaming past. I would love to see revisited. Um, the first Grandia, the one that came out for uh, PlayStation One, was just over the top it was so excellent as far as uh, at the time game arts was the creator of the lunar series on the sega cd and the mega cd in japan 
and they were just working on this game that end all role playing games for the uh, Sega Saturn. And, but unfortunately, because of the status of the Sega Saturn in the US and Europe, uh, this game never got released for the Saturn, but uh, got finally released for uh, PlayStation 1 on there. And uh, the game was like about 80 hour, just epic role playing game with two young protagonists, uh, Justin and Fina. And uh, the game just uh, the the combat for one the combat system was just bar none like my favorite um, role playing combat system to date on there. I think it's a turn based system actually you would like Kevin because um, it's strategic, it's actiony, it's it's a little bit more um, uh, twitch based but still turn based at the same time. So it kind of had that um, interaction where it just wasn't just you know hitting attack from the menu on that. You had to add timing and you had to apply a little bit of uh, uh, luck involved and as far as, you know, obviously the um, stats behind it and whatnot. But uh, game is by bar none. Grandia 1 and also Grandia 2, which came out for the Dreamcast and for the PlayStation 2 are both high bars, in my opinion. And I, I, I beat one of them. I can't remember which one. Maybe Grandia 2 or 3, one of them. The two was on Dreamcast. The third one came out for PlayStation 2. I know it's available as a PS3 classic, but didn't get a re-release as a PS4 classic. I mean, a PS2 classic on PS4. So I think that was the one that I beat. So now, Actually, I need to go back to the well because I've not played Grandia 3 at all. So, And I know that's something to where you know, I, need, I need to get the delving in my library. You know, see yeah. what this up. Yeah, I beat Grandia three and then I went back to play Grandia two and I was just like, these graphics are terrible and I didn't play it. Yeah. <laughs> oh Grandia two on the Dreamcast with the VGA adapter, man. Ooh, that thing was pretty, pretty. So but and then last but not least, I'm I kinda wanted to mention these games because I know you're a big fan of them too, Desmond. But uh these original games came out from Taito on the Super Nintendo. Uh, Lufia 1 and Lufia 2, uh, especially. Those uh, two games. Rise of the Sinistrals. Yeah, I beat the second one. That, that, yeah. was, that was one of the first games that I beat, too. That game was the shoo-hoo. Yes. <laughs> something about that game, just with the action puzzly aspects of the uh, caves and everything that you're uh, kind of delving into. And it just uh, kind of brought a certain uh, gameplay element that was kind of um, not really uh, done by anyone else at the time. Yeah, I felt that the, that game was just the goods. I felt bad that Taito didn't even want to release him uh, directly in the U.S. Natsume was the one that actually got the release of the game, and I think they still own the rights to it or whatnot, because I know that there were some Lufia games that came out for the um, GBA and also maybe even for the um, the DS, actually, as well, so... But uh, that, that would be a game that, you know, that's a deep, deep, deep in the well. But, um, you know, those games still, they go for pretty pretty. They go for around 100 bucks for Super Nintendo. So um, you know, I think it would benefit for one to get the uh, uh, game out there for people that are maybe unfamiliar with it. And two, the, you know, maybe <laughs> get to where people could play it versus uh, having to pirate or download it, that kind of thing. So. Yeah, because you know, I know you can always like emulate some of that stuff and do ROMs and stuff, but mm. yeah, it just depends. I would just like to see a package dedicated to the game and a little bit, maybe some with some 
um, are at the time, some assets, that kind of thing, some archival kind of stuff, you know, you know, I think it would be excellent for sure. So, but, uh, you know, Final Fantasy 12, you know, just to circle back to our original uh, conversation, it's a game that came out so late in PlayStation 2's life cycle that a lot of people kind of slept on it or wasn't even playing around with it. Or, um, you know, I dabbled in it a little bit. I, I hate, hate to say it, but I never finished it. Um, I'm looking forward to going back to it. Yeah, I think Square did a great thing by bringing this remaster out because of the fact that a lot of people, you know, for whatever reason, because they were going on to 360 and PS3 at the time, they didn't really give the game uh, its due at the time. So, Yeah, I mean, I never played it. I never played it. Um, and I'd always wanted to because I was a fan of the creator because he did uh, Ogre Battle and... Um, and uh, what was it? Oh my god! Oh my god! I, I'm I'm blanking on the name of the game that he did. And um, are you talking about Final Fantasy Tactics? No, I'm talking about the game he did for the PS, uh, the PlayStation. And he went on to go ahead and do. Um, he went on to do Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy uh, twelve. But I can't remember what the original uh, original game he did. I know he did. Uh, he did Tactics Ogre as well. Yeah, Tactics so. Ogre. That was the one that I was thinking about. Yeah, and then you're, I was, th- you're you're thinking of uh, Yasumi Matsuno. Yes, he was he was the director of Final Fantasy Twelve, and uh, and actually, Final Fantasy Twelve was taking so long to come out that they kicked him off in the middle of the development, but uh, you might be thinking Vagrant Story, maybe? Vagrant Story, thank you. Yes, that's the one that yeah. I was thinking about. Yes. Yeah. That game was, to me, amazing. It was just just how it looked, how it played, everything about that game. And I just really, like, that was a highlight of one of the games that, that, that just was like, oh, and then that game, you know, was supposed to come out, and then, you know, life got the best of me, and I wasn't really playing video games as much, you know. And then I was just like, you know, uh, and so I missed it, completely missed it when it came out. And so now that it's coming out, I was just like, okay, well, you know, pre-order it, still box, let's do this. You know, <laughs> and I'm going to, like, I'm really kind of waiting to to sit down and really kind of play that game and get, and get immersed into that. Because if it's anything like Vagrant Story, then I'm just going to be so, like, I'm just going to be so just like in it to win it. So I'm just, yeah. I can't wait. Well, one thing they did say is that I know of that 12 has a little bit more of an MMO style combat system versus uh, the normal turn based Final Fantasy yeah. uh, active time battle. And I'm glad they, uh, added, they added and they added the classes because it's the international uh, job um, system. So they added a whole nother system to it. And I guess the director, I, I was reading somewhere. Um, what, oh, I read somewhere and then I watched a video to confirm this as he was talking about like how he wanted people to you know go out and play the game and not get locked in because you know how certain games you can min min max stuff and and so then every one of the people within your party becomes the same person doing all the same things because that's like the most effective way to kill everything because you know people got to min max they got to get their powers they got to you know just destroy the game you know they can't just play the game they got to destroy the game you know so 
So um, in this version, he was like, you know, I really wanted people, you know, to be like, no, you know, you have to play this. When you make this choice to play this type of character, well, then you're going to have to play this type of character. In order to progress this, you have to do this or you have to do that. And I really kind of like that because, you know, as someone who spends an egregious amount of time in the in the character creation, you know, (laughs) you know, trying to trying to make that person look good because you're going to spend the next hundred plus hours with them. You know, having to really sit down and say, like, okay, you know, this this person's going to be a mage, you're a black mage, you know, and then I'd be like, oh, I can't change it, you know, for a while, or you know, or or, or I have to play it for a certain certain amount of time. It's like, I think it's fine, you know. I think sometimes games can be a little bit too free form. Uh, I think some sometimes you need to have a little bit of like structure in a game um, to to kind of get things done. You know, I think that's one of the reasons why I've never beaten, you know, Oblivion or Skyrim. You know, I've, I've, I, like I said before in a, in a prior episode, you know, I, I will, I will, I will beat a quest line and then I'll put the game down. I'll come back and I'll beat another quest line and then I'll, be, so it's always this, you know, returning to the well. And, but to be able to just kind of like sit and do this, you know, in one sitting is, is going to be very interesting. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it, you know, and that yeah. comes out, comes out Tuesday. So I'm really excited for it. And we did have, um, I threw the question online too about if anyone else had any input. I know probably Al didn't catch the tweet. Otherwise, I know I know he's looking very, very much forward to Final Fantasy XII. Uh, I know he's stated it to us even on some uh, love sack on the Gamer Husbands podcast as well. So, But we did get one response on Twitter from a friend of the show, Dom who had one game that he would love to see a remaster. And he mentioned uh, Skies of Arcadia. Oh, there you go. Dreamcast. So, okay. uh, yeah, so an excellent choice. That game was been rumored off and on to get a remaster from Sega, but they have not re- made, it, made it happen for one reason or another. But that game at the time on the Dreamcast was just uh, granted uh, the the thing that was bad about that game was the too many random battles. Uh, that's one of the things where I think Kevin, if you played this game, it would probably drive you insane <laughs> with the amount of random battles that you know, basically every three seconds, another, another ship battle. But that, that game was just the motif, the whole, um, you know, flying from place to place. Uh, the story was, uh, a good story. I don't want to say it's you know, beyond like the usual anime trope kind of things, but the ship to ship battles were also pretty damn cool too. Um, so I would love to see Sega go back to that. People have been clamoring for that game for a while. Uh, the GameCube one is good, but the, there's something wrong with the sound. And so the sound didn't come as clear as the Dreamcast version. And, um, they still didn't fix the uh, issue with the too many random battles, but uh, hopefully they do revisit that some at some point. Uh, have you ever have you played Skies of Arcadia, Desmond? Yeah, I almost beat it. Yeah, yeah, I played it at your house. <laughs> there you go. Well, no, no, I actually owned a copy of it too. You know, I, I yeah, actually played I that game. I really, I really liked the whole whole thing about sky pirates and stuff like that. It's always been a trope that I really enjoyed. You know, so yeah. Eh. So yes, I've definitely played that game, and I really enjoyed it. I think this would be something up your alley too, Kevin, if it wasn't for the 10 million random battles. But the, the motif, and with you being a, such a fan of anime, I think it would be up your alley too. So, Yeah. Um, I've, I, again, I've heard of it, but 
I never I never played it. I was the the if the combat is turn based or any or tactics based, that's a hard sell. And for whatever reason, the handful of ones that kind of made that were able to convince me otherwise, they're they're just very few and far between. So it's just you know, it's like it's like trying to get a leopard to change its spots. It's Oh, no. You could you could you could you could throw some some Clorox bleach on it, but <laughs> it ain't working. Yeah, yeah. No, you do you, you, you do love the cream of the crop, though. That's for sure. You know, because uh, a lot of people love Persona Four, Persona Five, and that's like up up there on top tier as far as turn-based RPGs, Japanese RPGs. So I mean, uh, you know, it, it, it does take a lot for someone to like something like that because i know there's other people out there that maybe don't like normal in the tropes in jrpgs but uh we'll be playing persona we'll be playing final fantasy 7 that there's games out there that do at points transcend to where you know irregardless of the uh gameplay type people will still buy and enjoy so sounds like to me you, you do love the cream of the cre- the cream of the crop <laughs> so, yeah well do you think top that shell, persona maybe. top shell do you think that persona 4 should get a should get a um next gen re- re-release you know I, I think it's too soon for persona 4 really it's and you know maybe, and I say that because Persona Four Golden was released on Vita. Just what is that? Maybe what two, three years ago. Um, I just feel that it's it's a little too soon for Four. I mean, if if Four was announced tomorrow, I'd go out and buy it. But um, I think it. I think it needs to. I think it needs it, it needs to gestate in 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 that you know dis, dis, let it gestate in the in the pit of desire for a while more and then you know maybe have something come out for it have a remaster released uh, PS4 version uh, something like that but four if to bring out four again just seems too new if if it wasn't for the Vita version I'd I'd be all for it. But you know, I still have my copy of the of the Vita version. If I just it once once the Jones hits me again, I'll just pop it back in and start playing. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you can always go back mm-hmm. <laughs> with video games as long as you have it or have the money to buy the copy. If it's super expensive, you can always go back. Yeah, yeah some of these deep cuts require deep pockets. But, That's uh, right. <laughs> or uh, you know, R put on your eye patch and go go to town. <laughs> you know, either yeah. one or the other. But uh, that was a good discussion, fellas. We're going to transition from the uh, RPGs of old to some of, some of what's going on in the new. But strangely enough, one of our a couple of our news articles re- are involving what was old and kind of rehashing and redoing and re- reconfiguring something in the new uh, with regards to retro. So, Joe, why don't you kick us off with our news articles for the week? Okay. Yeah, um, this was going to be a basis for our show last week, but since uh, July 4th came around and we were all busy masking in the uh, celebration of the country's 
independence. You know, obviously we didn't get the riff on this, but uh, the uh, Super Nintendo Classic Edition was announced um, a couple of weeks ago on there. And so it was uh, since we last recorded and Nintendo is bringing out, surprise, surprise, a Super Nintendo Classic, two controllers, 21 pre-installed games, on there for $80. The games that are included in the mix is going to be uh, Contra 3, Alien Wars, Donkey Kong Country, Earthbound, Final Fantasy 3, aka 6, um, F-Zero, Kirby Superstar, Kirby's Dream Course, Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, Mega Man X, uh, Secret of Mana, Star Fox, and surprise, surprise, Star Fox 2, which never obtained a release proper previously uh street fighter 2 turbo hyper fighting super castlevania 4 super ghouls and ghosts super mario kart super mario rpg legend of seven stars super mario world super metroid super punch out and last but not least yoshi's island so what's your guys's opinion on this wonderful little device uh, i know that the classic nes to me was good but i think this is more in my wheelhouse and Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I'll like, be I'm, standing. Yeah. I'll be standing in front of GameStop uh, to try and get this. Yeah, I'm more um, excited to get this as well. Yeah, I, I can feel a I can feel a sick day coming on on the 21st. <laughs> Let's hope you'll watch. Don't listen to the show. <laughs> yeah. Right. And a lot of people are. You know, the Nintendo has has stated that they're going to manufacture more quantities of this. That way, there's not as much of a like two uh, more. situation. So we'll see what happens. I know a lot of people are kind of doubting. I know eBay about a week ago changed their um, rules about auctions because um, 10 million people were throwing classics up there already and trying to to pre-scalp this damn thing before it even came out. So they changed their rules on eBay to basically say that you cannot put an item up until 30 days from its scheduled release date. So Scandalous. I know. I know. So and right now, the kind of word on the street is the reason why um, they have not um, put this up anywhere yet is that it's still um, needing to get FCC um, approval. So hopefully in the Trump administration, they didn't like pare down the FCC for some reason. And that's why it's taken so long for that. Um, no classic NES gaming. Classic, no classic gaming or Xbox One X from getting certified either because both of those items are waiting for FCC certification at the moment. So um, Yeah, there's some Russian just paper stamping, you know, paperwork <laughs> in some office somewhere. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> but I, I did talk and was scanning the message boards, at least uh, on the GameStop side of the fence. I know on the GameStop side of the fence, uh, they will not be taking pre-orders for this device. It will be a first-come, first-served situation. So. so I don't know what the other retailers, how they're going to handle it. Hopefully they do throw it up for pre-sale. I know in the UK they've already had it gone up for a number of the different uh, sites over there, like Game, and uh, um, I know it went up on Amazon UK for a, a, a second or two before um, they sold out at least of their initial allocation on that. Um, also, if you are interested, they have a different version for both uh, Europe and also for Japan. I know Japan has different games on it as far as on the Super Famicom Classic, including uh, 
the game that is known in the U.S. as a puzzle uh, Tetris attack. It's known as Panel de Pan in Japan, and there's a few other games that are included with the Super Famicom version, which you know, I don't have access to the list here, but I know there is a, a Goemon game or two on there, which is the, the Legend of Mystical Ninja series <laughs> that's on there. So uh, anything that you guys felt that shouldn't be on here or that sh- was kind of omitted from this thing? Uh, I know Chrono Trigger is the one that everyone kind of lauds as being the one not on here that should be on here but yeah i would wish it would have had a little bit more rpgs that's only that was always the problem it's like you know uh, that was kind of the golden well not golden age but it's like it's one of those ages where it's like the rpgs were really starting to take flight and i really wish there would have been a few more um just a few more quality ones like you could have threw a breath of fire on well no because you couldn't have well i guess you could have i don't know you could have yeah breath of fire one or two yeah you know but i think just a little bit because that's the thing it's like you put on this game you play for a little while then you're kind of you put on the system you know and you turn on you play for a little while then you're done it's like no like i want to like i'm gonna buy something you know i want to play for a little while you know yeah but i don't know yeah, I think it could have had Axley on there too, the um, Konami slash Treasure um, like Mode Seven Shooter Deluxe on there. I know that's one that uh, everyone was lauding, and then of course you know there, there's some deeper cuts. You know, there's like Hagane, um, Cybernator. You know, I could go off probably name quite a few games. Uh, even though I know the game runs like a 10 frames a second. I was a big fan of Stunt Race FX at the time when they brought that game out. Uh, That's another uh, Super FX chip game as another uh, um, game showing off, you know, a lot of 3D gaming per se. But, uh, you know, I can't argue with the what they have on there uh, for the most part. You know, um, another game that kind of was lauded as being like, why is this not on there? Pilot Wings. The first Pilot Wings was like, pivotal when that system first came out i remember when that system first came out i was calling toys r us like every other day seeing when it came out and um three games came out at launch it was super mario world that was in the in the bundle with the system and then f-zero and pilot wings and pretty much those three games are kind of just to me synonymous with the system and so not to have pilot wings in the mix kind of i wish it was there too so I guess for me, I would have liked to have seen some of the uh, Capcom arcade beat-em-up ports. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, like, you know, like a Final Fight or even Knights of the Round or or preferably uh, Captain Commando. <laughs> I knew uh, you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been cool, though. Yeah. Captain uh, Commando is, is – that that was just that was just my jam right there. But uh, – um, I would have liked to. I mean, I know they have Capcom is representing with Street Fighter Turbo, but it would have been cool to have uh, the beat 'em up genre represented with uh, one of their arcade ports. So that would be that would be the only, just for me, the only thing that that kind of stands out for me when looking at this list. But other than that, I mean, I don't see how you can get any too much better. I mean, they got the best Contra on there. They got uh, Kirby's Dream Course, which I can't tell you how many hours I poured into Kirby's Dream Course. You know, I'm not a golf guy. I love arcadey golf games. Kirby's Dream Course was just like my it, – it, it, it was my default game for I don't know how long. 
Um, Mega Man X is another game that I spend a lot of time with. And I do have a fondness for Star Fox and F-Zero. So, you know, I really can't, I really don't have anything bad (laughs) about the list as it is. Just would have been nice to have added, you know, a few, I mean, everybody's going to find some, man, I don't know. I wish they would have had this added to it. I I get it. I think they did a fantastic list. There's definitely more on this list that I'm interested in going back to and revisiting than was on the 8-bit Nintendo. So I will be standing mm-hmm. in line. That is, that is correct. And besides, you know, give it a couple months, someone's going to hack it anyway, right? Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We, we can only hope. That's all I can say. Uh, I'm wondering, too, because I know Secret of Mana, there's only two controller slots. Hopefully there's a third-party um, solution that will allow th- uh, three people to play You know that game. That game is best played with three people. I don't know if you, any of you two had an opportunity to play Secret of Mana before, but uh, um, that game is it deserves to be on the system. So, so all right any other thoughts on the snes classic we're still looking quite forward to it though right mm-hmm. all right and next thing that kind of has a retro leaning i kind of wanted to mention um there's this new system that is in the works it's called polymega and it kind of caught my eye a couple of weeks ago on there and the thing about this is like one of those like all-in-one retro systems kind of like the retron 5 on there but this has kind of uh, been taken at least to the quote-unquote next level on there and i know that there's been a lot of uh, nes high high tier nes clones out there but this one is supposed to be uh, proposing to be the end all be all at least for um all systems up to the um, TurboGrafx-16. And what the Polymega is is that uh, it runs on modular systems. You're able to plug in particular uh, modules to be able to run. Um, one module runs NES and Famicom. The, another module runs SNES and uh, Super Famicom items. There's a Sega Genesis one. Uh, that runs both Genesis, Mega Drive, and also Mega CD and Sega CD. There's going to be a PC Engine TurboGrafx uh, module that runs both the card games and also uh, the CD games. And there's also going to be one for the Neo Geo CD and also for the original PlayStation 1 on there. So this system is supposed to be engineered to play all of these games on your uh, current television, HDMI out, up accordingly, and to be able to go ahead and play properly on there. It uses all the original cartridges. Um, I believe the uh, software it will allow, once you insert a cartridge, to be able to go ahead and um, download it onto a, uh, either a memory solution, like maybe with a SD card and or with a uh, hard drive of some sort um obviously i don't think you're going to be able to save the (laughs) cds but uh um this thing if it comes off and is executed properly uh it's gonna be in my wheelhouse i don't know if you guys had a chance to check it out yet or not check the footage out um but uh 
what really kind of sold me on the system is that with the Neo Geo module that they were showing, um, the games, the Neo Geo games were running super quick as far as loading times. You know, the thing about the Neo CD was that they, because uh, of the, at the time, the amount of memory that was in there, um, that thing loaded, like you had to wait almost a minute, minute and a half for a stage to load when you're playing like King of Fighters or Fatal Fury or something like that. And uh, to me, it's like, you know, I, I you know, back when I was an extreme fan of the Sega Saturn, I used to love to play me some like, you know, Fatal Fury, you know, real bout special, you know, uh, metal slug, all the samurai showdowns. And to me, it's like, you know, to me, if I'm able to go out there and buy Neo Geo CD games, plug this thing in, um, play it to the tilt. I am super excited for it. So. Yeah. I, <laughs> this, uh, this system sounds fantastic. I mean, I hope it actually comes to fruition. I was excited about another product called the Coleco Chameleon. Uh, so hopefully, and that turned out to be just like, a, you know, a disaster. There was, there, there was suggestions of uh, uh, ne'er-do-wellism. Uh, the guy that started it was basically ripped everybody off that donated to his, uh, his uh, GoFundMe. And uh, he's pretty much uh, a, a, a pariah in the retro uh, industry right now. Retro is for going back to like you know ColecoVision and Television, Atari that 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 era. But uh, this one uh, this one looks like it's far more than just a proof of concept. I have not checked out the video. I definitely will. But it looks like they've got uh, more than a proof of concept. They've actually got a working prototype unit. Oh yeah, they do. Showing you how, showing you how these modules are going to work, and you know, you had me at Neo Geo CD. <laughs> uh, let's just be frank about it. I, I, you know, I never owned a Genesis. I never had a Sega CD. I was always curious about the turbo graphics and the Mega Drive, although I never owned never owned the system. Um, but you got me at well, you got me at Neo Geo and you got me at PlayStation One. And if this thing can uh, up res PlayStation One games like uh, you know like some of the better uh, better running. Uh, 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 what do you call those things? Uh, 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 my brain's not working. It, uh, the things that you can get on PC, mod, uh, not mods, but uh, emulators. Yeah, yeah, that's the word. <laughs> Words, folks. Um, some of the better emulators that uh, you can get on PC, then uh, you got me. Uh, let me, you know, I'm, where can I throw my money? <laughs> Well, I did a little digging too about it, and they already have funding for it. So it's not the point of even them needing to raise the money to manufacture this thing. They have funding. So one of the guys working on the project actually worked for um, Insomniac Games and uh, uh, was actually a programmer for uh, Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Daxter and all that stuff. And so it's like kind of been a pet project for them 
to get the system out there. Thinking about doing a Kickstarter, but the purpose of the Kickstarter is to actually do a pre-order uh, with the Kickstarter to be able to get the, your reservation down for the base unit at least. So on that, so it's it's a point of they're still working all the kinks, of course. Um, they will announce later in the year as far as a release time and that kind of thing on there. And, um, you know, they have a form that you could go and check out and to be able to see, you know, maybe offer some suggestions. I know, I don't know if you want to sign up for it and maybe say do a ColecoVision module or an Intellivision module to help you out on that, but uh, we'll have to see. Intellivision wouldn't work. You have to actually have the Intellivision controllers. Yeah, I know. Uh, without without the actual Intellivision controllers, it's it's just you know you it's like it's like farting against a hurricane. It's just a <laughs> a futile effort. Uh, the ColecoVision will probably fare a little bit better, um, although the man there the, with the arcade games that they had, they're, you're you're running into like a licensing nightmare, particularly some of the more popular ones like you know. Donkey Kong and uh, Donkey Kong Jr. The ones that the games that the the console was most noted for would never really be able to be, you know, um, that's going to be that's going to be a hard sell. You you're definitely going to have to have the cartridges, uh, and I don't know if they want to go that far back into retro, but particularly when I'm looking at the way this controller is designed, but. Um, let me ask you guys this. Well, how much would you be willing to pay for a Polymega that if uh, that does everything as advertised? Um, to me, I would pay up to, I, I dare say this, probably $500. And that would include like all of the modules or at least some of them to get started. So, um, I'm probably right around there with you. I was thinking anywhere from... Uh, Four to four fifty, four to four fifty. But uh, if yeah. I could get a, if I could get the Neo Geo <laughs> module, well, to me, PC Engine uh, too. With be... just you know, Turbo Graphics. I'm just, mm-hmm. I actually have a PC Engine, but uh, I don't have it hooked up currently because I don't want to hook it up to my modern 4K TV. I need something like a, um, um, what do you call it, the uh, upscaler. I need like a. Um, Damn it! Someone help me. I'm trying to think uh, of the, the, the scan standard. line. The, the um, hold on. You got me, sir. There's, I don't know. Someone talk. I'm gonna do some crack internet end research. Up, here. Up, <laughs> well, we can come back to it. Just end up, end up, end up reser or whatever. I don't know. So upscaler. I, I don't know. Anyway, but, um, yeah. I I'm a cheap bastard. <laughs> Y'all talking about spending some real ass money for this stuff, and I was like, eh. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that I'm um. Yeah, I don't think that I'm gonna be spending that much money <laughs> on something like that. But you that. see, th- that that is, is for me. That's only if this thing can deliver, you know, what it seems to be able to deliver. I mean, give me those upscaled PlayStation One uh, would be nice. Would be I'd even be cool with. Uh, you know, I don't know if they'd be willing to go and, and crouch on a PlayStation 2 module uh, or not, but uh, PlayStation PS1 upscaled like these emulators, some of these uh, higher-end emulators on PC. 
not higher end, but better running ones. I'll say that. Yeah. That make that almost make the game look brand freaking new. If it can do that and give me my uh, real bout, uh, hopefully have a USB port so I can use my PC compatible arcade sticks. Uh, you got me, and I will pay. I will pay four hundred to five hundred dollars for that to get it to get it the way it would have to be. Uh, you know the way it's at being advertised here. So yeah, I'd be yeah. I, I'd, I'd pony up. I'd be willing to pony up. All right, I did find the name of the item. This is because it's killing me. It's a uh, Frame Meister. So Frame Meister. Okay. Yeah, which they uh, currently right now an XRGB Mini Frame Meister cost <laughs> a little bit over around three thirty, three fifty, imported from Japan, of course. So. Mm-hmm. So that that is deep in the well. I used to own an XRGB three, so I sold it. Uh, I should have never sold it, but hey, things happen. So, but uh, we're super excited for the Polymega. So we'll be talking about more on the show once uh, they kind of put down their um, roadmap on there. Um, check out their website though, polymega.com. Um, Kevin, you might want to check it out too because they have a news article up about the Neo Geo CD support with a YouTube link showing what um, they're um, proposing as far as the loading time. So it's, everything's just uh, they got they got me. They're showing Magician Lord and Cross Swords too. I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I my wallet is like burning. It's going, <laughs> it's ready. So <laughs> and. Um, Basically, the other section of news I kind of want to go over is uh, a little event happened in Southern California over the 4th of July weekend. It was uh, Anime Expo 2017. And so definitely games of uh, more of a Japanese nature and more of a niche nature um, usually get announced and unveiled at the show. And so there's a lot of news uh, coming out of the show uh, that kind of is in the types of games we like to play. So we'll kind of kind of cover everything real brief, at least. Um, they unveiled more about the game Code Vein, which is coming out uh, from Namco Bandai, uh, from the same developers that brought you God Eater and Freedom Wars on the uh, PlayStation Vita. Um, the game, the combat, what they showed, it looks running off of Unreal Engine 4. I had a chance to watch at least the um, gameplay footage and uh, almost looks like they're going almost in a Souls, Dark Souls, Blood Vein, Bloodborne, excuse me, Blood Vein. <laughs> that's a new <laughs> game right there. <laughs> Blood Vein, that's, that's the uh, game with the, uh, the vampires from what, the PlayStation 2 and Xbox era, right? So, hey. <laughs> but uh, get a chance to take a look at the code vein footage. Um, it looked very intricate as far as the um, combat. Uh, definitely it's in the Souls genre, uh, kind of like uh, Neo on there. Um, you know, people have even gone on to say it's, you know, especially when it was unveiled at the Xbox conference. Oh, anime Dark Souls, you know, so you don't want to just like put a label on it per se. But uh they have a good pedigree um, as far as with the God Eater series, and I'm thinking that they are going to knock this out of the park once it does come out on there. Any of you guys excited for Code Vein or had a chance to check out the footage at all? 
I have not had a chance to check out this footage, but what was shown at the uh, Xbox E3 press event, uh, I will be buying it. No question. Uh, I have not seen anything about it. <laughs> okay. No worries. You can catch up. You can catch up for sure. Uh, another game that got announced for U.S. release. Uh, this is a Shonuf 71 favorite. Underneath, Undernight Inbirth EXE Late ST is coming west according to courtesy of Axis Games on there. Um, this is developed by French Bread. Uh, this game initially came out for the PlayStation 3 uh, and PlayStation Vita on there. Um, game is developed at least uh, published by Arc System Works in Japan and published out here in the West by Axis Games. Um, Want to talk a little bit more about the game? I bought the game. I haven't really played it too, too much, Kevin. So I know you're a big fan of this series, though. Yeah. Um, EXE Late um, was is basically, it's a 2D anime-style uh, fighter. It is not nearly as intricate as far as mechanics go as, say, Blaze Blue, meaning that uh, the characters, all the characters don't have different functions. You know, they don't, they don't, they all kind of sort of operate similarly, meaning that you execute the moves in a similar fashion. But what is really interesting about the combat is there is a, um, and I forget the proper terminology, but basically what you can do is you can interrupt just about every move, every normal move that you can make. I mean, when I say normal, I mean like uh, there is a weak, there is no middle medium strike. There's a light, heavy, and no way. Yeah, there is, there is me because it's been a long time since I played this game. And there's also a special which executes like a special function and forgive me if I'm not getting this, everything absolutely correct, but the long and the short of it is it is very fast paced. It is very well animated. Um, it is a sequel to, uh, uh, what was that? Uh, Melty blood. Melty blood. Yeah. Yeah. The melty blood series, uh, I actually have Melty Blood on Steam. I have not had a chance to play it yet. But it is very it's one of those games that is that is more is easy to grasp, uh difficult to master. You jump online and you're on there with a bunch of killers. because uh, there are some <laughs> so people that, that have been them. Yeah, there are some people that have been playing this for a long time. Um but it, I think, I think it's fantastic. I would, it, the animation is not quite up, not, and I, I don't even want to say it's not up there in quality with Blaze Blue. I'll say it's, it's a slightly different art style, just an ever so slightly different art style. But it is very fast paced, very fun, and I would highly recommend. I highly recommend it. And this new game. Uh, this new variation rather introduces like two or three new characters uh, yeah, plus some two, um, uh, two. Okay. Yeah, plus, two some, yeah. plus some substantial rebalancing to the existing roster. So uh, my guy, uh, I can't remember his name, the guy that I, I like to use. Uh, he's got like a patch, not a patch over his eye, but he's kind of like a, uh, oh gosh, he, he would be the equivalent of like almost like Ryu, except he's kind of like this, got like this high school uniform on. 
looks like he practices like a, a like a uh, precise discipline of Shotokan karate. If I had to guess, I mean, yeah, you're throwing fireballs and whatnot, but whatever. Uh, he was almost unusable against some characters some on the roster. There are just some characters that could just zone him out because his although he had fireballs he did not have aerial fireballs and it was really hard to get in on someone like uh and i can't remember the name of the character but there's this chick that has these shadow scythes that she can she's basically the equivalent of uh of uh Noon from uh, Blaze Blue, one of the androids that can send all kinds of things and control space like nobody's business. But characters like him and a few others, it was very difficult to get in. The rebalance has made him much more uh, playable. So I'm definitely, definitely going to be uh, jumping into uh, this latest rendition of uh, of this title for sure. Oh, good deal. I'll be probably be checking it out too because I kind of just went to my backlog and um, I definitely want to check it out. I know you're a big fan of this one, so so I want to definitely throw some love to it for sure. So, um, also another game that got announced for US uh, from Bandai Namco, um, Gundam Versus is finally getting a Western release, and so uh, this is coming out for PS4. Going to be out on September 29th on there um it's the uh third fifth generation of the game out of the gundam versus series i kind of dabbled with this series a little bit before on the ps3 on there i imported one of the games on there um it has two versus two and also three versus three battles between uh, different uh mechs from the gundam series and there's like a massive lineup on there almost a hundred playable mobile suits on there including gundams from uh, every series on there and quite a few manga on there and uh i know desmond i know you'd probably want to play some gundam wing <laughs> no. and or uh um, g gundam what, what, g gundam okay the no. master asia yeah it's always <laughs> g gundam that's my favorite yes. and all that's my all-time favorite gundam series is is that one yes it, i i love it <laughs> if they had a game that was just that i would play it well, I, Dynasty Warriors Gundam, that series, it has all the Master Asia you'd ever want. But, <laughs> that's know, true. That's true. Yeah. That series, I mean, that's in my wheelhouse. So this, I'm definitely going to give this game another shot. Um, it kind of reminded me of playing Virtua on, if you remember that old Sega arcade classic. Oh, yeah. It also came out on the uh, Sega Saturn. Uh, back in the day, but uh, um, we dabble with this a little bit too, Kevin. I know what. What did you think of it? I thought it was cool. It's just I needed more time to play. You know. Yeah, it was definitely. And if if memory is serving correctly, this the that the one that we played was just one on one, right? Yeah. In like a virtual on esque three uh, D environment. So. Yeah, I think what we played was two versus two, actually. So. Oh, it was two versus two. So yeah. was it like uh, you were tagging, tagging, tagging out? Tagging out, and then the um, your other character was uh, computer controlled, I believe. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I like Virtual On. I never played it a lot, but when I did play it, I enjoyed it. So you throw in some some Gundams, which I am not super super duper familiar with. Um. 
I'm probably going to wind up wanting to play it. Uh, so yeah, I'd definitely be interested in trying this game out. Uh, cause virtual on is one of those virtual on to me. And I know we're talking about, <laughs> you know, Gundam, but you know, let's be honest, it's based off the virtual on play mechanic. If it's, you know, if it's virtual think- on was just one of those games that I really liked, but I just never got a chance to really sink my teeth into it. Um, I was never around an arcade that actually had it, uh, except when I, the few times that I went out of town and I did not have, uh, was virtual on, it was on Saturn, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on Saturn and Dreamcast. And uh, Dreamcast. Yeah. yeah. I never, for whatever reason, never had, uh, a caught either import or I don't know if any of the versions came out stateside, but. Oh, they, um, both the Saturn and Dreamcast versions came out. They also released a version for uh, 360, if you believe it or not. That didn't come out though in the U.S. So, wow, I just never got around to getting them. But it's it's probably just what typically happens to me as I see something and another bright and shiny grabs my attention, and I forget about the, that other game that I was thinking about. So, uh, but it's all Virtual On was just always one of those games that I wanted to always get back to, but never did. So. Yeah, I, I I think I remember Gundam Versus because um, I forgot if it was with you, Desmond. Uh, we went to go check out an arcade, like an like a arcade in a hole in the wall in San Francisco one time. Yeah, and they just a, had there's an it was right off Japantown. Uh, yeah, it was right in between. It was like on like Stockton in this little. It's like underneath the um the the, the like an the overpass. Bridges. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. an overpass in like Japan t- or sorry Chinatown. Yeah. We went in there and you were just like in like Mecca heaven. You're like, oh my god, it's like an arcade. Yeah, so yeah, they cool. Had, they had some Gundam versus machines set up and people were just going at it and just to watch the everyone uh, like kind of uh, it kind of had vibes of me being an Akahabra. <laughs> you know, back I made one trip to Japan and it's like I would always want to go back, but uh, you know, yeah, definitely had to sit down Japanese style arcade machines with the you know. Um, either side versus side or, you know, back to back, you know, where you're able to sit down and go at it. And, um, you know, I'm giving this uh, series another shot for sure. I'm looking forward to it. So, so, and Kevin, look up uh, G Gundam for sure. Yeah, if you're going to start with a series, um, that, that game, that uh, anime series was mainly based on like almost like, uh, like fighting game characters, right? It was like almost like a one on one. Gundam anime, right? And they, were, and they were all based on all the Gundams. So this real quick, real quick, I'm going to give the listeners a little bit real quick. So in the future, like there were these, it's so bizarre. It's, 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 it's an anime. Come on, come on. So the earth now is somewhat barren and there are these colonies floating around in orbit around the earth. And those colonies represent the, the major nations Right. You know, mm-hmm. so there's an Egypt. Oh, sorry. There's a there's like an American colony. And that's where all like the cool people live. Right. And then there's the moon and then there's Earth. And Earth is this giant battleground. And every I think it's 10 years, maybe five. Each each country sends down a Gundam, which is just a giant mech. And and they fight it out. And whoever wins, that nation gets to control all of the like the world, basically all the commerce and stuff. And that's basically 
it. And so all these Gundams have these like very stereotypical, you know, things about them, about their country. So like the, the Egyptian Gundam is like a pharaoh and like the French Gundam <laughs> has a rapier and throws roses and shit like that. So it's very, like, <laughs> but it's all, but it's all like, it's like a battle. It's like a battle uh, anime, but it's just with mechs and lots of yelling, lots of screaming, very convoluted plot. And there's this guy, the Jack of Hearts, and he's you know the has the blazing Gundam, and he 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 has a, his, his thing is his thing is like the blazing finger, and his Gundam's hand glows you know red as he rips other Gundams in half. So it's just it's a fighting, <laughs> it's, and, and and he basically is housed in the chest of the Gundam in this like skin tight suit. And he basically like fights in this like anti gravity chamber in like the center of the Gundam's chest. It's it's bizarre as hell, but it's so much fun. <laughs> it is so much fun, you know. Uh, I just want to like bust out some Master Asia and do yeah. some burning fingers, I man. Have the, I, have the, I have the entire anime collection. I'll bring it down. I send friends. I'll bring it down. You can borrow it and watch it. It's it's great. It's like I want to say maybe twenty episodes, and they're really quick. So, mm-hmm. is so, it different? I know you gave yeah. me as a gift uh, your bootleg version. Is it the same version, or do you have the actual true blue? Oh, I, now I have to go look. I think I have the true blue one actually, because I know the one I gave you was a was a was a uh, was a bootleg. So, oh yeah, that's because yeah, yeah it's, it sells new on Amazon right now for one hundred and sixty nine bucks. <laughs> okay, so. yeah, I love it. Love it. It's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite all time favorite anime it's just it's just so bizarre the characters and everything so yeah whenever the, i saw that they were bringing out another one of those um and i was like oh i might have to pl- i might have to try this i might have to try this and maybe i'll plant a bug in joe's ear and he'll get it and i can play it <laughs> so we're definitely looking forward to that i wish they would release the uh, g gundam too that way everyone can enjoy it but the uh, other games that get announced uh, Anime Expo, Bandai Namco. Uh, we talk about them a lot. They have announced a game called uh, The Seven Deadly Sins. Knights of Britannia will come to West in early 2018. On there, um, it's a PS4 exclusive. Um, it's based, believe, on a hit manga series, which I have not read, but it's also an anime series as well. I don't know if you had a. Have you watched this, Kevin, at all, or do you know what it is? Uh, it, it's 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 uh, uh, what they call a yori porn. <laughs> oh, is it? That's okay. basically what it is. Yeah, it's Seven Deadly Sins. Is yeah, that's that's not my jam. Okay. Well, it looked very interesting. I don't know. Uh, are you sure it's it's? Uh, take a look at the screenshots real quick. From well, I mean, I don't know about the game, but I'm just talking about the anime. The the. The anime, if it's if I'm thinking of the same thing, is your the the devil has to reclaim his his throne in hell, and he has to do it by taking out the seven deadly sins. And the devil is represented as this you know this chick with oversized boobs, and all oh. of the uh, the deadly sins are represented the same. And uh, there's like some. Uh, some tentacle love and some oh, uh, the, bondage stuff going on. So yeah, uh, yeah that's the, a little. The, this is not the same game. This is not the same series. Oh, okay. So take a take a look. It looks very um, uh, 
feudal or uh, medieval they used to look very and the art style looks it, it caught, caught my eye actually so and okay. there's like little super deformed pigs so <laughs> i don't see no tentacle porn oh, okay so. well, <laughs> <laughs> well i saw seven deadly sins it's like eh i'm probably gonna pass <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think they would have announced it for U.S. release. I don't think Bandai Namco doesn't dip their wick in uh, that kind of stuff. So, so but uh, definitely check out the trailer. Um, it, it's very, it's a, a action fighting game or fighting style. It's an action RPG, it looks like here. So it's uh, looks very good. I'm looking forward to it. Also, uh, your favorite Shonen Jump series. Uh, Naruto 2 Boruto Shinobi Striker is getting a 2018 early release on there for the West. Um, this is uh, developed by Soile, which is a subsidiary of Itagaki's Valhalla Game Studios on here. Mm. So it's uh, a yeah. uh, Naruto 2 Boruto Shinobi Striker is a four versus four gameplay. Um, ver- basically four versus four, eight ninjas and high action battles on there. So, it so will, is this two D or is it? Uh, uh, is this is a two D game or is it in the same style as the uh, um, you know the typical oh, ultimate, uh, ultimate ninja storm? Ultimate ninja storm style three D. Well, I didn't get a chance to watch any of the footage. Let's see here. And it looks like it's a uh, 3D action battle okay. style. So, and looks pretty damn cool. From, okay. So definitely check it out. It's coming out uh, early 2018 on there. Um, also, um, they are bringing out, if you haven't heard, Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Legacy, which is going to retail for a hot $69.99, but will include all four Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm games all wrapped up in a bow for both PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and also on PC on there. So and it's all HD remastered for all of the games in the series. So I know they're releasing a um, physical version of it. And um, that I think the only way you're able to get a physical version is by getting the uber duber super the greatest <laughs> version with all, all the bells and whistles on there so mm-hmm. so it will have a steelbook case and the naruto art book and a bonus naruto anime disc as well so yeah all- i'm gonna be so broke next year <laughs> it's not it's not even freaking mm-hmm. funny <laughs> all right other news from the Anime Expo, um, there is another game being released by Ascus Games that kind of caught my eye. This is a PlayStation Vita exclusive. Um, it's called Drive Girls. It's coming out on August 11th. And the premise of the game is that uh, you are mixing females with vehicles. So you have hot anime fighting women transforming into cars. <laughs> okay. I'm so into I Yeah, th- this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> the game seems so yes. weird. Okay. I am so down. I saw some yeah. gameplay of that and it's like you 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 sold me you sold me at transforming transforming chicks beating stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah you're able to like you know, basically go back and forth morph between a vehicle and a hot enemy uh lady and uh, be able to 
uh, hack and slash your way. Uh, from what I saw of the uh, trailer, um, there is just like multi combos going left and right, just like things getting thrown up in the air, protagonists getting thrown up in the air. Um, mm. So it's going to have a single player campaign as well as local and online multiplayer for up to four players. So who knows? Maybe Kevin will be the uh, head of the leaderboard, the master of the Maybe we'll have North uh, highly chicken. unlikely, but it was good to dream. It's nice to have goals. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you never know. You know, you might get your niche right there, Kevin. I mean, I know you're all over this one. So, But it will be out on uh, August 11th on PSN for the PlayStation Vita on their exclusive. And this one's not getting a physical release, is it? No, I think it's just on the store, I believe so. So. All right, and speaking of PlayStation exclusives, the next game is a game I didn't think would be able to come out here, but they kind of managed to, to squeeze out <laughs> here, there, and everywhere. So, um, Tamsoft, which is the developer of uh, quite a number of different games, including uh, Senran Kagura, but uh, a new game is coming out called Schoolgirl Zombie Hunter on there it's connected to the only chambara series which uh, i don't know if you had an opportunity to play before or no but uh, um this game or series has always featured hot anime ladies going up and fighting against uh, zombies so yeah i saw the uh I, it looks like this is like a third person action shooter um there was some some gunplay and a little bit of hand-to-hand combat going on. Um, it looks like it could be pretty cool, but, you know, these are the guys that did Oni Chimbara, and Oni Chimbara would have been dope if the mechanics would have been better, more solid. Uh, it was just a poor beat-em-up, yeah. in my opinion. I mean, it, it's 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 main attraction was like you know the the banana boat dlc that you could get with the, yeah you know bananas and fruit bikinis and all that nonsense but it could have been something really cool but it, it just, the poor mechanics just just stabbed the whole thing in the back so this was going to be a wait and see yeah i'll have to see too i mean um, this is a Tamsoft game, so obviously they are not uh, subtle in <laughs> their uh, gameplay aspects. This is definitely a, a thing where the uh, testosterone will be flowing on there. Um, they, for them to fight the protagonists in the, in the, in the game, uh, they'll be using their clothes and underwear, carrying a scent as a decoy to fight zombies so uh, i don't know what sense coming from their <laughs> undergarments but uh yeah there is screenshots out there showing the primary use of underwear in the game <laughs> on there, so. Yeah. so along with the trailer so it's it's unsafe for work so if you are listening to this while you're working do not google do not youtube <laughs> on that so not not uh, feminist frequency approved, folks. No, it's not. No. And then, last but not least, they did have a panel with the uh, God Eater producer, and they did mention that uh, they are working still on their new project in the series. On there, um, that they um, gotten 
overwhelming acceptance and big sales in the U.S. For, in regards to the release of Gladiator 2, Rage Burst, and Gladiator Resurrection last year. I am so happy for that. I am so happy for that because I think uh, God Eater, just for what for whatever reason, I just don't. I just think it's kind of in that you know it it's looked at straight up as a Monster Hunter clone, like a faster paced Monster Hunter clone that I just don't think really gets its fair, its just desserts. And it is a fantastic game. Uh, the the PSP remaster for ps4 is fan freaking tastic and although i have not uh jumped uh full force into the second one what little i've played is just building off what was laid down from uh rage burst so i i am so glad that they're seeing success out seeing success uh from god eater uh from the west uh as far as sales go so that is good news. Yeah, and they were working on also getting it released simultaneously in Japan and also on the U.S. So, so I mean, I've been trying to get back into the series. I played, I dabbled with it on the PSP on there. I've been hounding Desmond off and on to buy the God Eater two and get the uh, one with the bundle that has God Eater Resurrection on there. It's it's just was recently put up on um, Amazon for twenty bucks. For both God Eater 2 and uh, God Eater Resurrection in one package for $20 for your PlayStation 4. $20? So, oh, my God. $20? Oh, my God. Yes, they're blowing it out. So so I, I will be playing God Eater Resurrection. I haven't had an opportunity to play it yet on there. In fact, I'm talking to my wife and maybe getting her to play it as well, blackmailing her, do whatever I need to do. <laughs> so, but uh, It is she, so good. It is she, so good. We're Monster Hunter fans, both me and my wife, and uh, I definitely liked what I played of the uh, first game on the PSP, and I'm definitely looking forward to dabbling in playing that. I know, Mr. Alberco, if you're listening, I know you have this game as well, so I have no problem either getting, uh, if you have the PS4 version or the Vita version, getting into it, and it might be one of the games we'll play on our game nights coming up. So, And you you can lose hours forging bullets i i've done that i I, i've literally done that just trying to either trying to discover different bullet recipes and you can get as basic or as in-depth as you want to you know going as far as uh calculating the trajectory uh detonation in front of or behind the target uh all kinds of crazy bat crap technical stuff but it's all done in a fairly easy to grasp uh user interface uh because basically your god eater has two forms that's the name of the weapon that the that these uh god eater warriors use it's got a melee mode and it's got a range mode and the range mode fires certain bullets that are powered by devouring uh the enemies on on the battlefield or rather you're not really devouring you're just taking bites out of them and that's what gives you your ammo and you can forge different and there's like hundreds and hundreds of different variations of bullets that you can make and you can literally like 
lose hours just trying to go through that. And I did that a couple of times until I said, you know what, let me smarten up and look up uh, some bullet recipes uh, online and try and duplicate some of that. So that saved me a whole lot of time and I got some pretty cool ones. So uh, that way and was able to add a little bit of, you know, add a little mix of my own to make them do different things. So it, it's awesome. Okay. Kind of sound like me with uh, putting sets together in Monster Hunter, it sounds like so. Because, mm -hmm. you know, taking, you know, fighting various monsters, uh, getting parts from various monsters to get an entire weapon set, you know, uh, armor set and get the particular weapon I'm looking for. So I'm definitely right. lose some hours into that. And since I already own it, hey, guess what? I don't have to buy it. I already have it. So. <laughs> So we're definitely looking forward to God Eater. We're going to be playing, like I said, God. I don't know if you want to get into God Eater too, soon and later. I know you got other stuff to play right now, uh, Kevin. But uh, you know, you say the word and I will be there. Okay. 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 Good deal. That's all the news we got this week. Plenty of news. So yeah, there's a lot of news coming out of that anime expo and that. Uh... That uh, Polymega just has me salivating as an old gamer. <laughs> I'm actually, I really hope that that thing pans out to be what it is. I'm hoping so, to too. And, you know, I might attend Anime Expo, I think, next year. I think there's enough gaming news coming out of it. I dabble in anime, but, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get caught up on tons of other media, tons of different things. But I think that would be a, like a one-time pretty cool thing to go attend, I think, so. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I might. I might too. I might look into that myself. That'd be pretty cool. All right. Have a uh, report, uh, a gaming vessels report from Anime Expo 2018 for the folks. Yeah, we'll see. So, uh, speaking of games, and uh, let's let's find out what's been on the playlist, what's been in rotation in either your PCs or consoles. So, Des, why don't you tell us what you've been playing this past week, man? What have I been playing? Well. I have just been trying to find something to fill the void until Final Fantasy um, 12 comes out. I've tried many different games. The game that I've kind of actually, you know, put on and have been really enjoying is uh, uh, Shadow of Mordor. <laughs> it I, is awesome. I figured, you know, hey, this new one is coming out. I never really played this. I never Actually, I never played the game. It's super cheap on the sales. It's like six bucks, you know, for the game of the year edition. And I'm like, come on, you know, Kev likes it. Everyone says it's good. I'll give it a chance. So I have to say, like, I really enjoyed um, all of the Arkham games. I enjoyed that style of combat. And uh, to be able to do that in Middle Earth, I was like, wow, okay. So, so I've really been playing that game. I played um, Tales of Zetheria. I think that's the one. Um, but I you had to I had to you know put that one down. Just didn't was wasn't getting just wasn't hitting it for me. But yeah, the only game that I've really been playing uh, hardcore is is that one. You know I'm probably gonna try to beat it uh, before the new one comes out because there's probably going to be something. You know, that's backwards compatible like they did with Dragon Age or something where something you did is going to carry over into the next game. So 
So it's got me kind of. It's got me kind of like, okay, you know, let's check this game out. And I again, I have not been. I have not been disappointed. Also, um, I started doing. I I got this itch to play some old Game Boy Advance games. So. I have a I have an Android tablet, so I went ahead and got an emulator and started downloading some ROMs. So <laughs> I went on a trip last week d- during the Fourth of July. So I sat around playing. I, I got in touch and played a whole bunch of old GBA games. Uh, it's on a virtual console, so that kind of makes it a little crappy. But for the most part, when you're playing an RPG on that on a virtual console, you know which what when it's turn-based it's it's fine you know it, it works fine but i wouldn't play anything else on it <laughs> so but other than that that's pretty much all how about you kev well for me uh particularly this weekend it's just you know best focusing on my my niece and nephew but uh uh earlier in the week i of course persona 5 y'all know how i feel about that game also jumped into some next machina uh the latest and greatest from Housemark, uh, developed in conjunction with the developer from uh, uh, Robotron 2049. And this game is probably the hardest title from Housemark, but it is hard in a way that just keeps you wanting to go back and try to do better and get a better score and discover the 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 humans the hidden humans in certain areas that you can rescue and as you rescue people you get buffs certain active buffs or or passive buffs like a shield uh, that'll keep that'll protect you for one hit um, the, the the game is awesome it is fast paced particle effects everywhere and a little bit of bullet hell a little bit of you know you can definitely see Robotron's DNA in this game, and it is absolutely freaking fantastic. Love it to death. Um, on the portable side, I played Uppers. I, I mentioned this in a, a last on our last podcast. Uppers is freaking awesome. Uh, it is a beat 'em up. It is, I imported this uh, via Amazon. Basically, and I have no idea what the what the story is, but you seem to be is kind of like a Kunio Kun esque story where you're in a high school that's focused primarily on learning how to fight and beat people up, <laughs> and you do that in spades. And the combat system in this game is absolutely visually is visually stunning. It is mechanically dope as hell i mean it, it basically here here's the thing like you can be beating somebody up uh as you're fighting there are these uh these these girls you're you're i guess members of the school or the various schools that you go and challenge other dudes to uh they're cheering you on and basically they have uh, a prerequisite you know there's some some move that they want to see some combo that they want to see and i have no idea what it is because it's all in japanese but as you as you fight uh you you drive the the crowd of women into ecstasy there's like this ecstasy bar at the lower right hand corner <laughs> and when the ecstasy bar reaches its maximum you get a uh there'll be one girl in the crowd that'll have a, a heart you go and collect the heart, and it's a love note. And in the love note is a pair of panties, which 
send your character into Super Saiyan mode, <laughs> and that opens that really opens up the the combat in the game. So like you'll be landing like this massive 50, 60 hit combo. You hit, you tag in your partner because it's it, you you work at, in tandem. Although you only control one person, but as you're laying into this dude and you're building up this combo of 50, 60, 70, 80, uh, 80, 80 hits, you call in your partner and he'll come in and he'll do this bizarre, over the top, you know, WWE, uh, you know, back in. Uh, uh, back when they were competing with WCW type stuff, you know, end your career type move, you know, whether it's a pile driver or a, 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 a rushing bulldog that, that you sent that you do on the sending some guy into a pile driver of, a uh, of uh, exploding oil cans and knocking dudes into helicopters flying overhead. <laughs> This game is just so good. It, it is so good. The only thing that I have to say, uh, it's only weak, weak point is that it's ridiculously easy. I'm playing on the hardest level and I am just mowing through people like nobody's business. The AI isn't that great. Uh, you'll be fighting a group of dudes and they'll, you know, one or two of them will be interacting with you and trying to fight you. And the other two or three will just kind of stand around and wait for their turn to get beat up. <laughs> uh, so that is like the only downside of it. But man, mechanically, it, it, it is just so freaking amazing. I, I could not recommend uppers anymore. Uh, if you're in the mood for a ridiculous over-the-top beat-em-up, Unless you read Japanese, you're not going to understand the story, but you really don't need to. Uh, th there's one play mechanic that actually is pretty dope. You have what, uh, as you go through levels, you will pick up what they call battle queens. And for whatever reason, the, the term battle queen is in English. That's the only, the only reason I, I, I know that that's what they're called. But you pick up a battle queen, and a battle queen will give you certain... Uh, buffs or certain attributes like one battle queen might point out uh special areas on the battlefield where if you fight someone or you hit the circle button you'll do a, a special over-the-top move like there's one where i was fighting in a in the gymnasium and the battle the battle queen that i had was pointing out all the special uh the special action points in the battlefield and there is one where you're beating the crap out of this dude. You hit circle, and he grabs him, and he just slam dunks him into a basketball <laughs> And it, it, I mean, just, I mean, you know, ridiculous awesomeness, man. It, 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 is, it is just so good. Uh, this is by, um, I believe it is, I can't remember if Marvelous developed it. I know they published it, but... Uh, the game is awesome, I, and if it comes out stateside, I will buy it again without without even thinking about it. Um, uh, it, it was mentioned in an interview with because uh, uh, the Senran Kagura uh, director had his hand in this game, and um, mm. he uh, basically said that uh, they're still considering releasing the game in the United States, but they have no 
additional information at this time on there. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I hope they do get out there. It's kind of in the same genre as like uh, uh, Kinta, uh, the Buddy Buddy Boncho, the yeah. Kinta, mm-hmm. Kinta Boncho, uh, which came out, I believe, on PSP on that that just had totally ridiculous like you know high schools fighting against each other just totally just japanese anime to the the hilt so yes now there is a workaround uh i noticed there is a there's a hack that you can do that will make the items in the store translate to english but that also from what i could tell makes the game crash so you have to utilize that with the, you know, you know, your experience may vary if you want to do that, but it doesn't translate the story. It only translates the items in the store in English. And I really haven't had a need to you. I, I have no idea what those items do for you because I, the only thing I've purchased is, you know, a couple different outfits for the main characters and that's it. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm beating people, beating people up without uh, too much of a problem. So, if you're in the mood for an over the top beat 'em up, and you have a Vita, I could not rec I cannot recommend Uppers anymore. And uh, lastly, re- uh, uh, going through the last two on my playlist, uh, I've been playing River City Ransom Underground on Steam. You know. Y'all know I like my Kunio Kun games. Uh, this game is so dope. It, it is absolutely ridiculous. It is like four four player co op, and you go in River City Ransom style, and you beat the crap out of people, <laughs> and you you build your character up RPG style by going to this uh, going to a trainer. And the the crux of the story is that the mayor's daughter has been kidnapped. Your crew has been blamed for it. So you're fighting all the other rival crews in River City because the mayor said that he's going to have a hefty reward for the return of his daughter. And if you bring, you know, your crew to justice, quote unquote. So you got to fight off all these other rival gangs and figure out who's kidnapped the mayor's daughter so you can clear your clear your crew's good name and. Man, this game is so is so dope. Again, beat 'em up, Kunio Kun style, eight bit uh, art style, kind of a chibi, uh, kind of a chibi you know look to it. But it is extremely well, surprisingly, extremely well animated. The combat is enjoyable, and as you build your your different characters up by buying moves from the trainer. You can work those into your combos, and if you look up the the see the YouTube trailers on it, you'll see they're doing all kinds of crazy combos. And you're not going to be able to do that right off the bat. You're just going to be doing like basic stuff until you earn enough money to start buying uh, buying additional moves. But like I've got one character, the boxer, pretty much uh, not about halfway leveled through, and I'm I'm already able to juggle keep people juggled in the air for you know ridiculous combo counts so couldn't recommend the river you, you probably see a theme in this uh in this list the river city ransom underground is is awesome it's fantastic and lastly uh strike suit zero on the pc mech based arcadey uh space combat multiple missiles multiple lock-on missiles blowing up uh, carrier-sized ships and fighters up in outer space. 
it's an older game. I think it came out in 2013. Well, earlier than that, because it came to PC first and went to console. Um, and I've just I have it on PC with all the uh, uh, bells and whistles and all the adjustable graphics and uh, the super smooth frame rate, and it's freaking awesome. So, Strike Suit Zero is also extremely dope, and that's what I've been playing this week. And Joe, what have you been playing this week? Because I know you've got no overtime anymore. Oh, I know. <laughs> I've been actually on it. I've been on it. I've been playing some games. I haven't been trading anything either. I've stayed far away from GameStop. I don't know if I'm at my limit or not. So, but <laughs> so, yeah, me either. <laughs> I've been playing quite a few stuff. Uh, to get the usuals out of the way, I'm still dabbling and playing Borderlands, the pre-sequel. I'm still enjoying that quite a bit. I'm up to level 17 on that. Um, I, you know, that that to me is like my comfort food, man. It's like uh, that Borderlands uh, loot has got me hooked on there and so when i just want to chill and it's just like i know that game's meant to be a co-op game too but uh, i'm perfectly content playing it all single player so um still been enjoying that um on the 3ds i've still been playing off and on new super mario brothers 2 i'm actually up to the third world in the game on there so i'm having a good time still playing it so i want to get back to dragon quest eight i want to get back to it before i lose the plot where it was you know how role-playing games could get so but uh other games in my wheelhouse i fired up the ps4 and played other stuff um I had a chance to play the uh, crash bandicoot uh remaster uh crash bandicoot insane trilogy and so i was playing the uh first crash bandicoot the original and um you know, from what I remembered and what it plays like now, um, there's not a lot to it. You know, it's like, you know, I almost wish um, the 3D platformer has kind of evolved and uh, to compare like Mario 64 <laughs> um, to Crash Bandicoot. Obviously, the game didn't play as complex as Crash did and to go back to Crash all from all these years of not playing the game. There is some nostalgia there, but at the same time, it's like, eh, this is it. You know, so I'm going to still dabble with it. I'm going to play the rest of Crash 1. I know that there is uh, like an um, obsessive compulsive thing as far as uh, you need to break every box in the level. You get reminded at the end of the level if you don't break every box. And the break every box in some of these levels, I'm just like falling in um, these death pits. And it's like, uh, I don't know if I want to take the time to smash every box in every level. I don't know <laughs> how uh, obsessive compulsive I am. I did uh, stick with the first stage for a while because i was trying to get all 50 boxes but uh i'm not gonna take the time to do all that i'm not gonna min max this thing i'm not gonna min max crash bandicoot i'm sorry <laughs> so um other games i've been playing um i rented micro machines world tour um we talked about this game in the last episode uh, as being a pending release um it's a cool game it's a, a overhead uh, racing game just like old school like super sprint or God forbid, the old micro machines on the Genesis and the PlayStation on there. Uh, it's it's in the same genre. Uh, to go back to that gameplay now, um, I don't think there's anything new that's being brought to the table. It's almost like a modern 
rendition of it. Um, you know, it has like Nerf toys in there, of course, because um, between the time that the original Micro Machines came out, the, the Micro Machines got bought out by Hasbro now, and so Hasbro has that license. So, so obviously they're doing quite a few uh, co-licensees. In fact, you see GI Joe toys up. On one of the courses I was on playing today, and it seems like it's just, it's a cool little game. And it's a thir- it retails for thirty bucks. I kind of played it all of I think half an hour after I rented it because I got a free rental from Redbox, and I went back to the game the game I've been mainly playing this weekend, uh, which is a Zombie Army trilogy on there. I know that uh, uh, you Kevin put a, like a call to arms on Twitter like about maybe a week week and a half ago to grab this game while on the steam summer sale and we wound up grabbing it all of us me uh, you and also desmond on the playstation 4 and so um we had an opportunity to play multiplayer a little bit desmond on there so what what is your impressions of the game so far are you enjoying what you're playing yeah but you let me die all the time just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. No, it's a good game. You know, a lot of resource management really makes you think about getting um, Sniper Elite 4. Um, I'm probably going to get Sniper Elite 3 to, as my entry uh, because it's cheaper. And then um, and then move on to Sniper Elite 4. I like the gameplay. I thought it was fun. And, you know, the X-Ray explosions don't happen nearly enough in this, in this version um, because this is just kind of a... You know, it's like, hey, play with your friends, it's zombies, woohoo! You know, so I kind of want to see what the what the real version of this game is like. So, uh, but I enjoyed it. I I want to play with more people, you know, and see how that is because um, uh, the difficulty is there. The difficulty definitely is is there. Um, but I think with a few more, you know, bullets would be better um, because I know that the 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 amount of uh, zombies ramps up when uh, more people are added. So, but it's yeah. fun. I've, I I enjoyed what we played. So I'm yeah. looking, definitely looking forward to like Kevin, Alberto, you know, surging whoever else wants to get in possibly to play it. I think it'd be great. Well, I, I played a lot more single player this weekend after we played on Friday, and uh, we were stuck at the, the end of our particular stage because we were trying to defeat this. Uh, uber zombie you know the guy the the like uh the god i'm trying to think of the word what's what's the word it's like a bullet sponge it's uh in the mmo like it would be like uh someone the tank there you go there is a a pseudo tank a big giant ginormous like zombie nazi with a helmet and a gatling gun just just made our lives hell because we were pretty much doing okay to defend the cathedral up to the point that that guy came out in fact when we're playing and then we kind of got tired of it and kind of went our separate ways on friday (laughs) yeah there are two of them you know yeah no i I got a chance to continue in the campaign uh, single player and uh I actually got to the point where I just kept rinsing and repeating, trying to figure out a way to defeat him, way to, to fight him. And uh, ultimately what you have to do, he has to take 12 sniper shots to the head to fall, <laughs> fell him down basically and to kill him. So, so um, literally I was trying to figure out a way to uh, get him down using some of the trip wire, some of the explosives on there. I finally was able to defeat him, uh, 
finally I felt a lot of uh, joy <laughs> and unbeknownst to me on the second stage, he came out again, like within three to four minutes, <laughs> of course, you know, so actually defeated him that time too. Cause I kind of learned his pattern and uh, was able to get in and give a number of shots to the head. Cause after you knock his helmet off with one of your sniper shots, you have to basically get in and get on him. So, and then using the, um, that super shotgun too, I forgot the name of it. I think it's like, uh, the preacher, the preacher. There you go. Yeah. That I gave that Uber super Nazi, like a couple of preacher shots along with like throwing dynamite at him in the ro- a rocket launcher. And it's like, uh, I finally was able to uh, cap him off by myself. So I felt like a sense of accomplishment for doing that. So <laughs> I'm getting actually used to the gameplay because playing it, it's like a third person and it goes into a first person mode. And, uh, there was plenty of X-ray bullets and, and things flying at least in the single player mode. I don't know if they, keep that stuff to a minimum as far as playing multiplayer but i don't think uh it would want to take the time like with my camera to go like super scope and (laughs) um because one of the features of this game is that it will follow the trajectory of the bullet and give you like a full gory detail of the bullet entering and exiting (laughs) the said zombie on there now i've not uh, done a nut shot yet but i know you can aim towards the nuts if you really want to so <laughs> so uh, as much as i want to put some zombie gonads <laughs> exploding um i rather um sh- shoot my zombies in the head so maybe a different head that the, the head attached to their neck thank you <laughs> So, but I'll be playing this. I got, got really addicted playing it over the weekend, and um, it's been like, I, in fact, I racked up I think seven different trophies this weekend. So, nice. playing it. So, so I've been playing it quite a bit. I've been enjoying it. It's uh, going to be on sale until this Tuesday for fourteen ninety nine on PSN. So, if you want to join us, join us. So, nice, nice. So, speak and speaking of joining us. Uh, there, the, your local friendly retailers will would like to disjoin your money from your wallet uh, with uh, quite a few different titles coming out this week. So, my friend, what's in the drop? <laughs> uh, we'll go over this list quite quickly since uh, our show is kind of running long. But uh, there's a few games out this last week and now this week. Uh, Kirby's Blowout Blast came out for uh, 3DS this last week. It retails for a hot $6.99, but it's a uh, 3D Kirby game with 25 different stages on that. Um, looks pretty fun from what the um, video I've kind of ch- checked out online. So give it a gander on it. It's part of Kirby's uh, 30th anniversary celebration on there. So, And it's uh, quite affordable. You know, $6.99 is not much to add a new uh, Kirby game to your wheelhouse. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, is that something you might download once you get your 2DS? Oh, yeah. Kevin? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Kirby. Kirby's my dude. Yeah. It looks like s- simple single player 3D Kirby, you know. So it's just, yeah. Uh, I'm down. I'm down. So that and Robobot uh, are must haves for me. For sure. Robobot, you can get. I don't know if it's gone. It hasn't gone on the um, $20 list yet, but. Uh, as far as uh, one of the classics, but uh, definitely look for it. So, 
Also, another game that's come out this last week is um, XL World versus Sword Art Online. Came out for both the PlayStation 4 and on um, PlayStation Vita on that. So basically, those two anime series kind of head out and fight against each other. It's like a crossover between those two series. I haven't watched either of those two shows. I've kind of dabbled with Sword Art Online a little bit, but uh, anything that catches your eye on this, Kevin, at all? Are you familiar with Excel World at all? I'm not, I've heard of Excel World, but I'm more, far more familiar with uh, Sword Art Online. I watched season one and uh, season two of Sword Art Online. It's very good. Um, I'm assuming this is a, uh, a uh, kind of like an action RPG. Yeah, it's an action RPG. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you can so play up the four players online too, which is, is kind of cool. So, oh, uh, and so yeah, Sword Art Online. I mean, there's been a number of games coming out for um, PlayStation Four and also on Vita that's uh, been released. And uh, they actually, this is the fourth game Sword Art Online game that's come out for PS4 and PlayStation Vita. So it's in the same uh, series on that with the same type of gameplay on mm-hmm. there. So. Um, you know, I'm definitely looking into delving in a little bit because, you know, I love action RPGs and even though I'm not super familiar with Sword Art Online, that might be something that we want to do, but this is the latest version of the series. So if you definitely, if anyone out there has played this a little bit more than we have, uh, let us know, let us know if it's cool. Give us a little mini review and kind of school us. We can't play everything. So <laughs> Even though we try. <laughs> Even though we do try, yes. Okay, another game that's coming out this next week on um, PS4. It's also on Steam already. I have no idea why this is coming out. This is a game called Frisky Business. And so you are Mr. Falco Frisk, private detective of the Frisk Investigative Solutions. And what you do is you develop your relationships with your team as you take on your very first case, dive into a sexy and strange adventure of hot babes and killer clowns. So, um, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I know one of the screenshots, there is a, a picture of a severed penis, a uh, clown <laughs> penis, it looks like. So, but uh, also on Steam, it's, it's in the uh, sexual content games section. So you could get an uncensored patch of this game if you want to play it on Steam. It's a, a hot $4.99 <laughs> on Steam. So. <laughs> Um, if you do want to play it uncensored, I don't know if I want to play it censored or uncensored, but I thought yeah, I'd mention I think the that's thing. a I think that's a that's a hat trick pass. <laughs> that, that's the uh, want to be playing on your Vita and playing it on the go. <laughs> I have no idea why it's coming out for PS4, but God bless Sony for allowing whoever and whatever on their platform, if so be it, you know. On there, I don't think you'll be able to play the uncensored version of the game. But uh, the kind of view I've seen on Steam on this game is, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. But, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> but uh, on a lighter note, there is an, uh, another game coming out this upcoming week called Iron Cryptical that looks interesting. It's from I saw the. It. I think I want that. 
Yeah, it's from the same developer of Aqua Kitty and Milk Mind Defender that came out yep. for uh, PS4. On there, it's coming out for both Steam, um, PS4, and also on that lowly Xbox One as well. So <laughs> it'll be out this upcoming week. Um, it looks crazy. It's almost like a twin stick shooter uh, based in the Ghouls and Ghosts universe on there. And it's just like, just it, the music is awesome. It just, I'm going to see how the reviews kind of play out but it looks like a uh, almost like an 8-bit top-down uh, twin stick shooter and to me it's just like uh, especially if the gameplay is right uh, I will be down to check this game out we'll have to schedule some time to get this in so um, anything else that's pretty much it there's also another game too called Leap of Faith that's coming out for the PlayStation 4 that's been on Steam for like about a year. It's a roguelike um, action RPG in the vein of um, Diablo, actually. So yeah, it's very difficult, but uh, the game's highly rated on Steam. And we're talking about 80 on Metacritic on there. Um, quite a few recommendations on Steam. I've actually been on my Steam wishlist for a bit, but they are releasing the game this week for PlayStation uh, 4, so we'll have to take a look to see how well that kind of uh, comes off, but the game looks pretty cool. So, so, but that's upcoming week. That's what you got to look forward to. So, if you're not trying to catch up with Final Fantasy 12 or anything else, you got other stuff to look forward to for sure. So, well, that's awesome. You know, it was a good time to be a gamer, regardless of what your platform is. And with the conclusion of the drop, we are going to bring. This episode, episode eight of Gaming Vessels, to a close. Uh, before we go, um, let me just uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Before <laughs> edit, uh, before we go, uh, let's go ahead and tell the folks how they can get in contact with us. Uh, you can reach us if you have a question for the show, if you would like to actually be on the show, because as we've as we've stated, we want this to be listener-driven, and that includes getting our listeners onto the show to share their points of view on gaming, what they're playing, you know, some of the games that you know our focus is on those titles that don't necessarily get that mainstream shine. So, uh, what are your hidden gems? You know, send us an email, ask to be on the show to discuss it. You can contact us at gamingvessels at gmail.com uh, let us know what's going on and because we'd love to hear from you also uh, we can be reached on all the popular gaming platforms I am Shonuff7 on PlayStation Network I am Shonuff71 on Steam I am also Shonuff071 on xbox live so uh des and joe why don't you tell the folks where they can reach you on your gaming platform well i'm only on psn right now so you can uh hit me on psn at nemo tigger that's n-e-m-o-t-g-g-r on psn um yeah joe uh, as far as my psn handle my psn handle is kamunagara k-a-m u-n-a-g-a-r-a you could also look up that handle on both the nintendo network uh, Steam, and um, also on what else? Oh, you know, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I'm Mr. Fongul on Xbox Live, but uh, you could also hook me up or um, message me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is uh, Joe Fongul, J O E 
F-O-N-G-U-L. You could also uh, tweet to us, too, at the Gaming Vessels um, on Twitter as well. So, because yes. we will check our Twitter account more than any other social media. We're not really high on the Facebooks. So, mm-hmm. we'll have to see. Maybe we'll get a Facebook community going sooner than later, but we'll see. Yes. So. We yeah. are also on Discord. So, I, I, I was going to announce that last week, but uh, we are on Discord. We have a Discord channel, Gaming Vessels on Discord. And uh, you can uh, message me on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, at shownuff 71 DM me, and I will get get you the link to be a part of our Discord channel. So uh, also, we got some things going. Also, uh, you can um, – this week we should be finding out um, and should be up on iTunes, Stitcher, as well as uh, TuneIn. So uh, hopefully that stuff will, will be taken care of uh, by this week. We're just waiting to hear back. Uh, for for validation and all that good stuff. So so yeah, and awesome. uh, to get in touch with me, it's a uh, Nemo Cub N E M O C U B at Twitter or on Twitter. So just send me a message. Uh, send us all a message. We're always on Twitter talking <laughs> about stuff. So you can yeah just follow us. So we always yapping on something. <laughs> all right, folks. With that, we are bringing this episode of Gaming Vessels to a close. My name is Shonuf71. He's Nemo Cub, a.k.a. Dez, the Bay Area Terra. That is Trader Joe, a.k.a. Joe, the Food Max of Gaming. And we will see you next week. Peace.